This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing co-host and producer of the Model Health Show, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you today? <laughs> today I am womanicious. Womanicious. Okay, yes. tell me about it. Let's what, let's hear what this is. It's ridiculously wonderful and delicious to be a woman today. Oh, to be a woman. I like that. Mm-hmm. What's that about? A little extra spice. Yeah, well, we've huh? been all off into new edition. And oh, yeah, you're so right. One of my favorite <laughs> songs was Delicious. So oh, I am I womanicious That's today. one of those low-key songs <laughs> on the right. album that you're like, why wasn't this mm-hmm. a single? Because it was for me. Yeah. It was really for I like me. That. They put it on there, you know, but they knew it would get to me. Yeah. So that was my song. We're just, what she's talking about, we were just vibing in the studio listening to some new edition before the show, going through uh, some songs. It's so crazy. You know, they had that the biopic, Mm -hmm. uh, which was just kind of like a little phenomenon, but it got the younger culture involved. And I'm not exaggerating. Every (laughs) single morning, and this this was months ago when it came out, my five-year-old son asked (laughs) if we could play a new edition Mm -hmm, song mm -hmm. in the morning on the way taking him to school. That's how I know you've done your job. (laughs) You've done your job as a parent. (laughs) And the same thing, my my 16-year-old, like his favorite song is a new edition song right now. So no disrespect to to, to, to Lil Lil Vert, Lil Uzi Vert, (laughs) and Lil Yachty, and Lil... Kim and Lil Wayne, all the Lils. All the Lils. No disrespect to them, <laughs> you know, but just having that v- variety yes, in music and yes. in thinking is, is really cool to that see. that unifies, that's the bond between us. Yeah. And music is sort of like, it's like a soundtrack of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and like you shared the story with Delicious, like you're up here almost in tears. Yeah. Thinking about that story. And so, uh, every detail. It's something that connects all of us. And yeah. so, definitely big shout out to music today. That's but, right. This episode today, yeah. oh my goodness, powerful stuff that's going to last you a lifetime. Today we're going to be talking about paying off sleep debt, the <laughs> truth owe, the owe. truth about naps. Yeah. So many people, since the, the birthing of Sleep Smarter and, and just seeing that kind of phenomenon all, all over the world in different countries it's published in, you know, even doing talks in different places, uh, people ask about naps, you know, mm-hmm. like I, when I did a talk in the Philippines, people coming up to the microphone asking, you know, in the Q&A session about naps. You We're know, coming so. to you for that permission. And <laughs> it's, it's almost like going to the Pope, just grant us the OK. So we're going to do the <laughs> truth about naps today okay, and you. also sleep tips for parents. Perfect. So very valuable information today and very, very excited to share this with you. I know it's going to change your paradigm, also provide you with some some insights and some strategies that you can utilize on a daily basis. Before we do that, though, I want to give a quick shout out. Since we're talking about sleep, yes, I got to share this study with you. There's a study that was published in the journal Pharmacology, Biochemistry, and Behavior mm-hmm. that found that the renowned medicinal mushroom reishi was able to significantly decrease sleep latency. That means basically you fall asleep faster. That's just one thing it does. They found that it increases overall sleep time. And they also found that it increases non-REM, a.k.a. deep sleep mm-hmm. time and also light sleep time, which is more of the REM sleep. So wow. it was found to do all of those things clinically. Why are you not hearing about this? I know, right? Why, are you not, why do you know about Ambien, yeah, about but that? you don't know about Rishi? <laughs> Ambien came out last week. Yeah, we need to share an episode. Rishi came out 5,000 years ago. <laughs> how about all right? that? One of them has been tested a little bit longer. That's right. How and about so, that? <laughs> <laughs> Catch me with a mushroom. How That's about right. that? All right. Now, the reason that uh, I think that this is so important and valuable today is that it's it's easily accessible, but the quality matters. And this is why I use the Rishi from Four Sigmatic. And I use their medicinal mushroom elixirs and or coffee, mm-hmm. their uh, mushroom coffee every day. But I, you know, I switch them in and out. But for the evening wind down, Definitely Rishi is the go-to. And the reason that I love them is that they do a dual extraction. Mm-hmm. This is so important because most supplement companies, we're talking about nine, 99% of them are using one extraction method. Mm-hmm. So they're not getting the complete range of compounds that are available in that mushroom to you. So for example, if you're just doing a hot water extract, which many do, yeah. then you're just getting the beta-glucan type compounds, right? So we're looking at some antioxidant capacity. That's all great, really good stuff, not to say that it's not Mm -hmm. good, 
but we want all this stuff. Right. And so they also do, Four Sigmatic does that, plus an alcohol extraction that gets the triterpenes, these kind of uh, more hormonal compounds out of the mushroom as well. And you get all of that in these simple, easy to use little serving size packets. I love those. And you can, and this is the key though. And so I want to share this. Some of the, the medicinal mushrooms are pretty strong, mm -hmm. right? Their flavor is pretty intense. And so how do you actually cut that, you know, that bitterness that you can see? And so what I like to do is fat. Fat is really the key in cutting the bitterness. So <laughs> I was like, throw, where? <laughs> throw into your blender, yeah. you know, the medicinal mushroom elixir. So in this case, we're talking about reishi. Mm -hmm. Then add some, some fats of your choice. This could be grass-fed butter. This could be coconut oil. This could be MCT oil mm -hmm. or a combination of any of these. I really love reishi with strawberry MCT oil yeah. or pumpkin spice yeah, MCT oil. All right. Yeah. Or, and or throwing in a little bit of grass-fed butter as well mm -hmm. and blend that up together. Fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Those two different fats, adding a little bit of flavor. And if somebody, you know, you want to add maybe a couple drops of some liquid stevia, something like that, you can go mm -hmm. there. But generally, it's going to taste really nice Fantastic. with a simple formula like that. So that's just one way to use it. Or if you're hardcore, you can go just with the packet and some hot water and it'll be, yeah. be all good. But that's the medicinal aspect is also how it interacts with your palate. So mm -hmm. definitely check them out. Head over to foursigmatic.com forward slash model and you're going to get 15% off. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash model. 15% off the reishi, the lion's mane, the cordyceps, mm. the mushroom coffees. Definitely something to check out. So head over there and check them out ASAP. And on that note, hey, hey. let's get to the iTunes review of the week. Let's see here. Let's go with Love Me Some Model Health. Five stars. I discovered you through a friend. I can't thank her enough for sharing your ideas and podcast with me. Though I've only been able to listen to a few podcasts so far, I am looking forward to many, many more. As I approach my 50th birthday in just under two weeks, I realize I've let myself go. This became more apparent after a major car accident that totaled my car and left me feeling the pain even more than normal. I just finished your sleep routine podcast and know that this is a great place to start, but I want more. I want to be at a healthy weight, fit enough for the 4th of July, and pain lowered or gone. Thank you for the work you do. Next on the book schedule, Sleep Smarter. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. And I love you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And that just speaks to, this is something that I've been talking about over the years. You know, as we grow older, one of the tendencies is a slower recovery when injury takes place. Right. Right. And strength training is one of the big defenses against that. You see uh, equal levels of, you know, somebody who might have an injury in their 60s recovering like somebody who's mm -hmm. in their 30s who doesn't work out. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of those mo one of the most important things that we have to add to the mix here is making sure that we're physically literate. Mm -hmm. Right. Taking care of our body, being able to do body weight exercises specifically and also some additional strength training can be really helpful in our later years in buffering and protecting us from this additional stress that can come in the form of injury. But on that note, I want to thank everybody for heading over to iTunes and leaving us those reviews. Please keep them coming. It means the world to us. And make sure that you're subscribed to the show <laughs> on iTunes. If you have an iPhone, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Stitcher. Uh, we're on Spotify now. Yes. If you've got your playlist going on Spotify, you can also listen to the Model Health Show there as well. You can check us out well. on YouTube even. Not yeah. just the video, but if you are playing other videos and audio, you can get us that way too. Definitely. So make sure to <laughs> subscribe everywhere. to stay up to date because we've got so many amazing shows coming for you. But none more important than today. So let's go ahead and get to our show topic. So today we're talking about paying off sleep debt the truth about naps, and sleep tips for parents. Mm -hmm. So first, we're going to talk about this interesting new phenomenon in our culture called sleep debt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I owe, I owe, it's off to work I go. So this, what? <laughs> so this concept of sleep debt, to put it simply, is the cumulative effect of not getting enough sleep. All right. You're building up, you're uh, adding to this bank account of sleep debt. All right. Now, there's two different kinds of sleep debt. One results from something called partial sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. and the other results from something called total sleep deprivation. Now, partial sleep deprivation occurs when someone sleeps too little each night for several nights or even weeks. All right. That's partial sleep deprivation, not getting enough sleep each night for several nights in a row. Total sleep deprivation means being kept awake for 24 hours or more. 
right? Now, many of us have found ourselves in this situation <laughs> where we've experienced both of these at one time or another, I'm sure. And me personally, <laughs> I remember my time working at a casino while I was in college. And even still, and the first thing that pops to mind when I think of this job is how crazy my dreams would be in my sleep. Yeah. Because I could hear that ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Like even in my sleep, it wow. was so intrusive, right? And I did this work for a couple of years. And I was actually in this department. It's called hard count. All right. The hard count department. So soft count counts the paper money. Okay. And chips. Yeah. All right. Pretty, a little bit easier job. Hard count. We go and gather all the coins oh, from every no. machine in the entire casino. So we're like hands and knees sliding across the floor. I had that stuff down to a science. Eventually became hard count manager. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was the manager. Hard count Harry. Yes. <laughs> when I'm, and I'm a young, young guy, you know, and I'm in charge of some, you know, people who are, who are older than me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it created this whole new uh, dimension of understanding for me, even at this young age. Like mm-hmm. the reason that we do some of the things that we're doing today, is like life qualifies you for them, you know? And so I had to work through a lot of stuff and figuring out how to approach that, Right. you know, but that's a whole other story. Bottom line story. was this, you think you know with hard that. count, you literally, we get locked into a vault, basically. We get locked into this room that we cannot get out of, all right, oh unless we goodness. call somebody to come and get us out. And we have to count all of these coins, you know, basically put them through machines where they sure. can get wrapped up. Now, coin dust, like I'm walking around, gl- like I sparkle 24-7, yeah. all right? <laughs> I look like one of the vampires from the <laughs> Twilight. From the Twilight series, yeah, yeah. all right? I'm, I'm Team Edward, right? Yeah, I got are. sparkles in my skin. And of course, inhaling wow. that stuff is definitely not healthy, but um, this was a very difficult manual labor job, right? Now, here's the, the reason I bring this up is that my shift started at 3.30 a.m., all right? 3.30 a.m. is when my shift started. And this, the trip to get there from my place was about 45 minutes. So we're talking, oh. you know, from our St. Louis to St. Charles, you know, 45 minutes-ish. Yeah. And so every day doing that was just like really takes a and toll daily, on you. daily, you were full-time. Yeah, I oh, was wow. full-time. Oh, wow. And so doing that work, because, you know, I had, I had uh, a kid, you yeah. know, I had to take care of. Yeah. And so doing that work, I had a continuous, like, mm-hmm. s- that kind of partial sleep deprivation. And I kind of, quote, make it up on the weekends, mm-hmm. my so-called weekend. And, you know, having getting by with, you know, six hours, five hours of sleep. Good. And it definitely took its toll. But also I did the total sleep deprivation sure. because I was still young. You right, know, so we're talking right. maybe I'm 20 years old. <laughs> and I would like, th- this is a true story. Okay. All right. I'm ashamed, but I'm going to tell you. All right. All right. I, mean, I, would go, I would go to a club. <laughs> I go out to a club on the east side, which you already know. I, we're, yeah. too, we're looking. Say no more, brother. <laughs> we're, looking, <laughs> we're looking for trouble. Good trouble. Yes, you are. And so I would leave and the you club. you find it. My shift start, and because also they don't close until six in the morning, some yeah. of them, you yeah. know. So I would leave the club, go straight to work from there. All right. So I left the club at, we'll say, 2.30, 2, you know, 3 o'clock, get to my shift. I remember one time I literally, you know, after gathering all the money, standing there, like, um, with my hand on the side of the cart in the middle of a casino, ding, 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 I fell asleep standing Standing up. Standing up, yeah, you're gone. This would never, if you want to have something freak you out, yeah, fall asleep standing up in the middle of a casino. Oh, I mean, I woke up like, I just got implanted here from another (laughs) planet, like, (laughs) right, you know, so I, 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 I did this multiple times as well, so. I know what oh it's like to so accumulate I can't both of these. The accumulating both of them, but the amount of debt you would have accrued over yeah. that time. And as you'll discover today, it doesn't work like we think it does. So short-term sleep debt can lead to increased insulin resistance, yeah. higher blood pressure, elevated stress hormones, fatigue, mm. reduced activity in the prefrontal cortex, reduced testosterone, and more. And now to give you an example of this, on episode 187, how your sleep life impacts your sex life that we did recently, there was uh, a study that we reviewed that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association that found that young men who put themselves in a sleep debt for just one week, just one week of getting five hours of sleep per night, saw their testosterone levels drop by up to 15%. Just one week, one work week, all right, of... This sleep debt. Now, yeah. 
Again, I've said this multiple times on the show. This might not sound like a lot. 15% drop in testosterone, it didn't sound that bad. What mm-hmm. that means is, what that translates to mean, according to these experts, is that it was as if the people were suddenly 10 to 15 years older as far as their testosterone right, production. Right. So from 24 to 34, just like that. Yeah. Now, so, is that cumulative too? So if you, so, you know, like a guy like you, you were at this for a couple of years. So then you're 15. Does that then jump to 30? Is it compounded? Guess what? This was all right before the time brewing when I get this diagnosis of degenerative spinal disease, uh-huh. right? Several things contributed mm-hmm. to my body, my accelerated aging process that took place. Exactly. And what did they tell you about your back? That you had the spine of an 80 year old. Yes. Wow. And... But the good news is, look where I'm at today. I'm all right, so you can all of these things can be cleared up. We you have to be aware. But I just want to share what can happen even with a short-term sleep debt. Mm-hmm. All right, so definitely go back and check out episode 187 if you happen to miss that one. Super powerful: how your sleep life impacts your sex life. Now, long-term sleep debt. Let's talk about this. Okay. Long-term sleep debt can increase your risk of heart attack, stroke, diabetes, cancer obesity, mental illness, and all-cause mortality. And there's science, thick, thick science, (laughs) lots of research backing up all of these uh, particular issues. And I'll just share a couple of them with you. So there's a study that was published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal that showed that continuous sleep debt is directly related to an inability to lose weight. Even with the exact same diet and exercise program as the controls who got adequate sleep, Test subjects who got less than six hours of sleep per night consistently lost less weight and less body fat than those who were not accumulating this sleep debt. So it's right there in black and white. There's another study, and this was published by the World Health Organization, that tracked the results of 657 men over several years. And this was a study that I cited in my book, Sleep Smarter. And they found that men who accumulated long-term sleep debt were twice as likely to have a heart attack and up to four times more likely to have a stroke during the study period, all right? So again, this is looking at long-term sleep debt. Mm -hmm. You're building this up as you go along, and at a point, it doesn't become very viable to pay this thing back. Sure, because then it became your lifestyle, (laughs) you know? It became, oh, I get by. I get four a night. I'm getting by. Right, right. And then, you you know, you missed that stroke that one time. Got lucky, but if it's four times more... You better look left this time. So what I want another option. What I want to do is yeah. point people to the fact that number one, the human body still we're we're very resilient. So right? We're very call. very resilient, <laughs> especially with short term payback. You know, if you're experiencing a few days or even a tough couple of weeks, mm-hmm. all right, your body is very very resilient and bouncing back. Now, long term sleep debt that's the danger zone. All right, so when we're talking about sleep debt, and if you Put this in terms of like when we think of debt, we think about the banks and money, things like that. I think about the casino too, though, now that you brought that up. (laughs) But that long-term sleep debt, life will foreclose on your health, Yeah. all right, very quickly. And the short-term side effects of sleep deprivation might be troublesome, you know, but again, there is this great snapback ability of the body, especially when we're talking about a day or two. So don't be neurotic about that. Don't worry about that at all. Okay. Um, After that, though, when we get into the longer periods, the sleep loan sharks <laughs> yeah, I was just start, thinking that. start to send the muscle. <laughs> all right. They're sending the muscle to come rough you up a oh, bit. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, what are some tips and strategies that we can employ here so that we can bounce back and, and really express that resiliency when we have a couple of days or even, you know, up to a week or a little bit longer of sleep debt? You know, because, again, things happen in life. How can we bounce back? Mm-hmm. So here's some tips. A lot of times we can actually foresee when sleep debt might be coming, all right? And we can take action to buffer it. For example, for many years, and this is back in the day, when <laughs> I traveling, love what we're getting here. When traveling, <laughs> my family, specifically my wife, my wife, yeah. would, we would have issues with packing late, right? We got to get up early for a flight. And it's like 11, you know, just starting to get packing. And we got to get up and, you know, be out of the house at 6 in the morning. And, of course, you know, especially when you're packing late and you're rushing, you're going to just be bouncing all over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. I've been guilty of it, too. 
No disrespect, honey. I'm if just you're saying, says the one who's packing the bag. <laughs> but I'm packing as well. Okay, you know, we pack, okay. We, we, we self-pack. I needed to hear that. We self-pack. She's not <laughs> picking out, you know, my socks or whatever. And so this would happen over and over again. But for her, you know, to, again, to see this coming, I know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. So creating a strategy and employing more assistance and help for her to make sure that she's getting the packing done early in the day and myself included. Sure. You know, so I know that that is a potential issue. So I learned to adjust and fix that mistake that would happen. The reason that it didn't matter so much to her is that she could sleep on the flight. She's like, I'll sleep on the plane. Yeah. She could sleep anywhere. I mean, anytime, <laughs> anywhere. She could sleep through girl. an earthquake. I'm not kidding. And she did. She actually did. When we had earthquakes, yeah, yeah, I woke did. up. I'm like, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm transforming into a superhero or something. Like, it's finally happening. Like, it's the, the earthquake. I'm Shed like, am I doing skin. this? I'm an inhuman. Right. And I'm like, and, you know, looking over, like, do you feel this? And she's just like, so gone. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. hibernation. Yeah. Uh, times that 10, you know, and so, so but for me, I'm, 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 uh, as far as Dr. Bruce, uh-huh. Dr. Michael Bruce, uh-huh. the chronotypes, I'm definitely more of a lion, you know, I'm an early riser. So if I'm staying up late, I still have a tendency. My body wants to get up early. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really work for me. And also sleeping on flights has not mm-hmm. been my mm-hmm. forte either, sure, sure. you know? So for me, I really wanted to, I force, I foresaw what was going to happen. Yeah. And so I created strategies for us to get our packing done early. Simple as that. What did it look like? Well, you know? this was simple stuff like. You know, when we take the kids to school in the morning mm-hmm. and we go and do our workout, coming back and getting that thing done immediately or putting it on my calendar that after, you know, I finish these particular tasks, then I'll go and get our packing done. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just as simple as okay. scheduling okay. rather than like, I know I got to pack at some point today. That's right? how we operate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really simple. Because then there's that. the other stuff, you know, because there's just so much stuff. Yeah. Right. And that's just one example. It. That's great. Now, another important thing with paying back the sleep debt Mm -hmm. is to get back on routine as soon as you can. Oh, yeah. Because what can happen is that it can become a little bit of a a habit very quickly, you know, when you're being sleep deprived. And so as soon as you have a rough couple of days or whatever the case might be, get back on track, right? Get yourself right back on track and understand that I can feel so much better because what tends to happen is your body being that it's so resilient, it will get adjusted. Mm -hmm. And especially when night rolls around, because you're like, I'm going to go to get bed early tonight. I'm definitely going to go to bed early tonight. But then rolls around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And especially if your hormones are a little bit off from being sleep deprived, cortisol is going to be a little bit higher. And you'll be like, I'm good. I'll just go ahead and get this work done. I'll do this real quick little thing. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. one o'clock, and you're in that pattern again. Exactly. So if you have this happen where you have a couple of days of sleep debt accumulated, get yourself back on track. Break the cycle. All right. Now, Another thing that we can add to the mix here, and this is what I employ, you know, especially when I'm traveling or just, a, you know, if there's a couple of nights of rough sleep, whatever's going on, uh, I'll use some supplemental melatonin, which I'm not a fan of people using melatonin on a consistent basis. That's right. This is key. And I wrote about this in Sleep Smarter because there was a study done that found that consistently taking melatonin, especially in higher doses, which people tend to do, you're going to see a reduction or downregulation of your receptor sites for melatonin. That means your body can still produce melatonin just fine, but it won't be able to use it. It won't be able to use the melatonin that you're producing or taking in in an optimal way, which that is a problem. That is a problem. So what we want to do is it's, it's amazing when we have this in spot cases, mm-hmm. right, for a couple of days to get your, your body on track or you're changing time zones, traveling, things like that. I think it's wonderful. And so I use the melatonin, the sprayable melatonin, because also taking it sublingually, it absorbs faster into your bloodstream when you spray it under your tongue. The melatonin, sprayable melatonin from on it, that's what I utilize. So if you guys aren't using that, this is just a great tool to have in your mm-hmm. back pocket. I always travel with it. So go to onit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com forward slash M-O-D-E-L. And you get 10% off of the melatonin. And so that's another thing that you can employ, you know, add to the mix. Also, you want to focus when you've got a little bit of sleep debt built up. You want to focus on good food, healthy snacks, smart supplementation. Now, why am I saying this is that when you're sleep deprived, even a couple of days of sleep debt, you have to really be crafty with your food and your food choices. Because when you're sleep deprived, there's a tendency for the the gremlin to pop out, you know, the (laughs) snacky poo. All right. (laughs) <laughs> what was that? Because I just was, tra- I was transforming. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. You're like, get back in there. <laughs> down, down. <laughs> so what we want to do is 
understand that this is going to happen. You know, you're going to have a tendency, more of a draw and a craving mm -hmm. for higher carbo carbohydrate foods specifically. Yes. So want to be mindful of that. Understand clinically. Like, so we look at studies from Stanford and how they found that sleep deprivation, you know, just 24 hours. Again, this total sleep deprivation, for example, they did in this study, suppresses leptin, which is your body's satiety hormone that makes you feel like you're good, like when you eat food. And also we see a correlated increase in ghrelin, right? <laughs> ghrelin, 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 yeah, ghrelin, yeah. which is your body's uh, glorified hunger hormone, right? Your hangry hormone. So be more crafty and conscious about yeah. your food choices because you don't want to spin this thing out of control because what that's going to do when you make those poor food choices and you're sleep deprived already, you're going to have issues with blood sugar. You're going to have issues with stress hormones. It's just going to add more fire more wood to the fire, I guess you, you say. More fire to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to add more fire to the fire. Too. Yeah, Just yeah, go ahead and put this gasoline on exactly. the fire. Exactly, raging. It's a, it's a liquid. That's right, right on. So <laughs> you also need to be aware that you'll need to support your immune system and not trash it. So that's another uh, valuable aspect when we're yeah, talking about our food choices as mm -hmm. well because their immune system, the vast majority of your immune system is hanging out in your gut. So what goes in there matters. So we want real foods, real whole foods, mm -hmm. healthy snacks, and system boosters. And uh, I just traveled recently, and we were able to have on hand the recovery protein from on it. To love. Right. Hashtag love it. <laughs> and their trilogy butter. Oh, man. Walnut, almond, cashew butter. Put that in the blender with some ice, half a banana. This is post-workout, of, co of course. Mm -hmm. I, I earned it. Mm -hmm. You All did, because right. I know it's you like, guys got got with it. You it, have to talk about that, too. They were like slushies, like <laughs> vanilla ice cream slushies. It was so good. So definitely head over, check them out, onit.com forward slash model, 10% off. Love they got it. so much good stuff. Now, also, with the sleep debt, you want to line up things to go to bed on time. We should be doing this anyways, but when you're experiencing sleep debt, you have to foresee it. You have to have some structure. You have to be adamant about it to line things up. You have to know what it is as it's coming towards you. Yes. You know, is that a bull or is that a sleep deprivation? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Olay. All right. <laughs> Olay on both of them. Exactly. So one of the ways also to kind of shift gears here. Now, the big takeaway, sleep debt, small amount, easily paid back. Okay, all right? great. A little payday loan. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. 1,000% interest, <laughs> you, you know, you pay it back next week, no you're good, problem, right. all right? Otherwise, go a little bit longer, that's your problem. firstborn Foreclosure child. starts to take <laughs> place, oh, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yes. So uh, one of the ways, so again, just understanding the human body is very resilient. Mm -hmm. If you experience that, which you will from time to time, life, crazy stuff is going to happen from time to time, but there's a great ability for your body to bounce back and to bounce back uh, effectively mm -hmm. and with strength, grace and you're gonna feel good in no time. However, if you allow that to be stretched out for longer periods, we can get into some real trouble spots. So one of the ways that people tend to try and pay off sleep debt is through naps. Naps. Now, we're gonna talk about the truth. We're gonna get into the truth about naps, all right? <laughs> the first thing I wanna cover is, what are some common reasons for napping? Because right. we're tired. What is it? That's, that's Captain Obvious <laughs> there. It. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's dig, let's dig okay. a little What's deeper. What's happening under All right, Get your little shovel. Like, dig in, <laughs> okay? Like let's get the shovel. The one for the garden, yeah. So common reasons for napping. Number one, poor sleep quality mm. the night before. Right? Poor sleep quality at night. That's one of the underlying reasons for napping. Boredom. <laughs> that's another reason <laughs> okay. for napping. Also, a tipping point on stress. Yeah. So meaning mm -hmm. excessive physical and or mental and or emotional stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just for example, that moment when you have so much to do that you decide to just lay down right, and take a right, nap right, instead. Right, right. Right. It's just too much. I love it. I love it. Too much stress. Or it might be a physical stress. You know, maybe you went through a really exceptionally tough workout mm -hmm. or whatever the case might be or something like an emotional, big emotional stressor for the day can really kind of pull your system mm -hmm. down and, and, and draw you into nappy time. Right, you know, right. So that's another uh, important reason or thing that pe we tend to look past for sure, napping. Sure. Some people miss, though, even for positive stress. I've got the, mm. the cutest yeah. entrepreneurial friend who just started her business and it really took off. She's getting noticed. 
you know, getting new contracts and articles written about her. And every time she talks about something great that happened, she says, oh, I got to take a nap. <laughs> it's just so overwhelmingly great yeah. Yeah. that she wants to go lay down. You know, what's so interesting is that there is going to be some assimilation mm-hmm. from what you covered, you know, in that meeting, which we're going to talk about in just okay. a second. So the nap might be actually beneficial in a way, oh, good. Okay. you know, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> Chill. Right, right. They, Chill a little they've bit. They've got goats where that happens. You know, they get startled <laughs> and they just fall over. I don't know a thing about oh, goats. Oh, I've got to share that right. with you. I know. Yeah. But I've seen the, the goat video, but I don't know what's going on right. with the sudden They're napping. They're just overwhelmed. So also another, and so we covered the, the tipping point on stress. Another reason is misreading biological cues. Hmm. So what I mean by that is we have... These, we've talked about this before on the show, biological rhythms. Mm-hmm. And there are natural times, these kind of ebb and flow states of certain hormones being produced and your, and your energy being up and down throughout the day. And that's natural. So we might see it as, you know, we, we kind of feel a little bit more tired and our body's kind of nudging us to just relax and slow down. But we're just like, oh, I'm just, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> right. So just mis- misreading the cue. Okay. Because there's something called afternoon quiescent phase, right? Ooh. This afternoon quiescent yeah. phase that humans are seen to have. If you look at you know, our cortisol rhythm, for example, there's a little drop in cortisol in the afternoon. And this depends on your chronotype of when this is happening, but this might draw you into a little nappy mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll also notice that when you get sleepy during the day, within 20 or 30 minutes, and if you can't sleep, within 20 or 30 minutes, you're okay again. Right. Right. It's if like get past that <laughs> that little ridge there. <laughs> and so this doesn't necessarily mean you need to take a nap, but maybe just relax, okay. wind down, you know, just just kick back, kick your heels up, maybe do some meditation. Oh, sure. sure. Breathe, have a little social time, whatever the case might be. Instead so of there can pulling be out the pillow and blanket. Right. Right. <laughs> also, uh, one other reason behind the scenes, unstable blood sugar. All right. So we see this consistently with the strong afternoon crash after lunch mm-hmm. right if we're eating uh you know we're mm-hmm. at we're at the uh the <laughs> olive garden right we get fancy oh. and they bring out the breadsticks that's a wrap right <laughs> pasta my jam was I, i've only been to olive garden a couple of times my jam was the pasta house okay right? yeah, they bring yeah, you this yeah. bowl of of flaming lasagna mm-hmm. and i'd eat myself into a the 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 itis <laughs> the right you get the itis right? Okay. the food itis uh-huh. food coma and just to say that i got the itis <laughs> Like it's it's a natural statement. Like yeah. I'll get the check and I've got the itis. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a bed over here uh, at table three. So that unstable blood sugar can be another draw, another reason that we want to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Now, after looking at some of these reasons, let's shift gears and I want to share some information because I want to say don't let the nap fool you. All right, don't <laughs> right, let the nap great. fool you. That's There's a great. study that was conducted by the Unit for Experimental Psychiatry at the Institute of Pennsylvania Hospital that found that napping during prolonged sleep loss may serve to prevent sleepiness much more than it helps to actually recover from the sleep loss. Hmm. All right, so having that nap might help with the sleepiness you're feeling, but it's not necessarily helping you to recover from the poor quality sleep you're getting. So I don't want you to let the nap fool you. So it's like a scratch. You're not better. At a deeper level, you're not better <laughs> from the nap. But we just want to get past the sleepiness so we can continue our yeah, day. help me. Right? <laughs> now, let's talk about the ideal amount of time to take a nap. Okay. Because naps are going to happen. Let's not deny what is. So how can we optimize this thing? Now, Not in the middle of a casino floor standing up. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it wrong. <laughs> All right, congratulations, you played yourself. That's epic fail. Falling asleep standing in the middle of a casino, all right? Waking up like you're in a straight-up nightmare. I thought I was, I woke up from the nightmare, and I'm in a nightmare. It's a dream within a dream. Inception myself on accident. So scientists have found that a 10 to 26-minute nap can be most beneficial if you're sleepy, all right? 10 to 26-minute nap. Now, this, quote, power nap, right? Everybody's heard of the power nap. Disco nap. Has been found to increase alertness, concentration, elevate mood, and even enhance motor skills. Now, there's a study, and this was published in Clinical Neurophysiology that was conducted on young adult test subjects and found that a short 20-minute nap improved subjective sleepiness, performance level, 
and self-confidence of their task performance, i.e. their mood improved. Okay. All right. So we see a clinical boost in mood and getting past that sleepiness Mm -hmm. from that power nap. Now, let's move a little bit further. Okay. Here's what the research says about napping for 30 to 60 minutes. Now, that might sound seductive, like I get a good, let me get a good 30 in. But this can actually result in feelings of grogginess and feeling out of sorts that can last for even a half an hour or more. Mm -hmm. Now, this happens because you'll inherently start teetering into the deeper stages of sleep. Mm -hmm. That's really the issue. And there's something called sleep inertia, right? (laughs) Sleep inertia that gets stronger here. And it's basically if you've ever had the experience, if you're napping for a while and you just can't seem to pull yourself out of it. Right. Right. It's just pulling you in. It's like you're in the sunken place or something like I just can't I can't get out. Right. You're reaching up and you just can't get out. And even though this happens, this is something where we're experiencing this grogginess after napping, which you would think that you would feel better. There is some clinical benefit seen here. And so in this time frame, it's not necessarily boosting your energy as far as your experience, but there is a statistical boost in memory. Now, there's a study that's published in the Journal of Neurobiology of Learning and Memory that had participants in the study try to learn 90 single words and 120 unconnected word pairs, such as milk taxi, all right, just <laughs> unconnected word pairs. Some of them then, after, after studying these words, trying to learn them, some of them either then watched a DVD while others slept. Okay. Okay. So the study was... they. Have them try to learn these words. Then some of them they have go and watch the DVD. Others sleep. Now, when they were retested, those who had slept remembered more word pairs than their movie-watching counterparts. Mm-hmm. Now, researchers at Saarland University in Germany say that a 45-minute nap can produce up to a five-fold improvement in information retrieval from memory. Now, what that means is this is looking at it doesn't, it's not saying that just because you nap, your memory's better. Okay. This is if people are tired and then trying to work. Got it. So you can have a five-fold benefit if you're tired and you get this nap, you can come back better. All right, That's so what I'm going to assume that means not at night when we should naturally be asleep. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. We'll talk about that in a and second. And then I'd probably add the other caveat that, you know, how we have curfews where we stop an activity and then rest, or we're falling out as we're doing the thing and we need to stop and take this time to rest. Yeah. So yes, we're definitely, we're going to cover the ideal time to nap for people as well, but it's just important to understand some of the background Mm -hmm. of what's happening with this. And also, so that's a time frame, but what actual time of day Mm -hmm. matters as well, which we'll get to in just a second. So there, again, there's a nice benefit here, but again, you're going to be much more likely to experience strong sleep inertia with a nap that's this long. Now, if you're actually sleep deprived (laughs) and you're able to do this without getting fired, what I'm about to share, then you may want to opt for a 90 minute nap, give or take a few minutes. And here's why. This is actually the time needed for a full sleep cycle on average. So this can be anywhere from 75 to 120 minutes, depending on your unique biology. And this complete sleep cycle would include some deep sleep and REM sleep. Now, this is found clinically to lead to improved emotional and procedural memory and creativity. Also, there's some body and brain repair that can take place here as well. And you can generally move past that strong sleep inertia when you get a nap of that length, you know, because you're getting a complete sleep cycle. Perfect. So, again, you're not going to get fired. (laughs) You might want to look at 90 minutes or a power nap. Right. All right. Now, let's shift gears and talk about the best time of day to actually nap. For everyone across the board, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there, before 4 p.m. Okay. All right. If you're planning on sleeping normally at night, mm-hmm. nap before 4. This is a great time to bring up the conversation we had with Dr. Michael Bruce. And this was episode 175, Discover Your Chronotype mm-hmm. and Leverage the Power of When. And he talks about these biological chronotypes and how we're unique, but we're also kind of classified in these four different categories and he uses mammals instead of being a night owl which is a bird (laughs) he uses a mammal the wolf right and so the lion is the early riser and then we have the bears who tend to be that's 
that's kind of what society's built on the bear schedule, <laughs> right? And the wolves are, tend to be more the, quote, night owls, right? And then there's yeah. the dolphins who are just kind of all over the place, all right? <laughs> Shout out to I don't Flipper. know any of those. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm looking at it. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. When I looked over at you, that's what that's I thought what you were going to say. Saw. Yeah. Jay you know, Flipper Harrell. That was one of my favorite animals, <laughs> and I thought I wanted to be an oceanographer growing up because I wanted to be with dolphins. Well, would. Would I learn something that? new every time, <laughs> every day, every day. And so if you want to get some more information on how to discover your own chronotype, definitely go back and listen to that episode mm -hmm. because there's clinically, he's looking at what are the ideal times for you to eat, for I you to, to go to sleep, to get up, to nap, to have sex. You know, it's like really interesting stuff. And so you can check out that episode, but just to give you the long and short of it, what he recommends when we're a lion is that generally is we're talking about early risers, so waking up somewhere around 6 a.m. And he said, and he sent me this in a text as a reminder. I'm looking at my, my, my phone right now. <laughs> and he said that the ideal nap time is 1.30 if you're going to nap. Okay. If you need it, that's the, that's the key. Right. For a bear, that's my wife is a bear. We knew this already going into the study. <laughs> yeah. Wake up time is closer to 7 a.m. Best nap time is around 2 p.m. Now looking at wolves who tend to be more of the night folks. He's recommends not napping a little bit more for the wolf, but if it is desired, it's best to do it around 2.30-ish. All right, 2.30-ish. Mm -hmm. So that's what the expert on this power of wind says about that. And so, and you might notice biologically, like experientially, that those are the times your body's kind of winding down a little bit and wanting to take a nap. But again, We've got to get to the core of this and understand this is the big takeaway here is that the number one driver for the desire, the number one reason for strongly needing a nap is poor quality sleep at night. Okay. All right. So we want to focus on getting great sleep at night. It's like a nap is like a supplement. All right. Yeah, Your you sleep at night is the real food. Great you don't analogy. want to mistake the two. Great. So make sure that you're getting optimal sleep mm -hmm. at night so that you don't feel this draw and it's kind of societally, it's looked down upon mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, like you're sleeping on the job. Right, right. right? Sleep when you're dead. You'll die. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're going to die. So <laughs> not here's, the, here's the key. And I, I don't want that kind of, because a, a great nap is a great nap and it can be very helpful. So we're changing that paradigm right now. And, and society's also changing as well and not looking down on somebody who's napping. Like mm -hmm. you can actually perform better at your job. Google, when I did a talk at Google, I got to see they got standing desks, there's sleep pods, mm -hmm. right? They have these sleep pods for employees to go and take a nap, right? Because they know that this is going to improve their work performance. Mm -hmm. So why not? Let's support it instead of having people just punish themselves <laughs> if their body really needs a nap. But what we, what we do want to do first and foremost is make sure we're serving people so they have the strategies to get great sleep at night in the first place yeah. so we can change culture, so we can actually have the health and fitness that we all really desire because that is found in getting great sleep. So now, then if I'm getting the great sleep, is there no need for the nap? Or is that kind of like the dessert of the... Again, of the simple, evening? it's a supplement. Got it. It's okay. a supplement. Okay. Generally, and I, I've experienced this. I, I shared the story working at a <laughs> casino. I perpetually felt naps were great, yeah. right? Just if anywhere, if I could tuck in and mm -hmm. get a nap in, mm -hmm. all good. But for me today, I don't really have that draw. I don't have sure, that sure. strong pull to take a nap. Every now and then, of course, I might just want to wind down. It's time to kick back, you know, have a seat because I'm generally working at my standing desk, you know, right, right. have a seat, relax, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. have a conversation on the phone, talk to my wife, just kind of cool out for a little bit, go play a little pool, sure. right? And so just something to just kind of chill, kick back and not force myself mm -hmm. to try to work mm -hmm. and, and beat myself to the ground. I don't have to do that, That's but right. I don't feel that strong need. Like I got to go lay down. Sure. Sure. Right? And it doesn't occur to you that it brings some additive value either. You know, right. you're not drawn yeah. to it and you're not, you're not necessarily needing it to cap off anything yeah. else either. Yeah. Got it. But if, again, if somebody does need a nap, especially, you know, if they're getting up really early and they're not naturally an early riser mm -hmm. because of their work structure, because of their hustle, we want to have permission. Give yourself permission oh. to take a nap for sure. Yeah. But again, don't mistake the supplement for the real food. Don't let also, the nap fool you. Melatonin during the day. This is another important subject matter here. Is mm -hmm. Melatonin is this glorified sleep hormone. It helps to really optimize those sleep cycles. And when you're sleeping during the day, the question is, is melatonin getting released? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. 
the pineal gland only releases melatonin when two conditions are satisfied. One, it is biological night, okay, <laughs> biological night. And two, light levels are low. Okay. You need to satisfy both of these conditions. Yeah. So what do I mean by biological night? Well, there's people who work the night shift, mm -hmm. right? They do shift work and they're sleeping during the day, all right? So if your body gets entrained, because we're, again, we're very adaptable, you can produce melatonin during the day. However, we need darkness. So this is a call to action to make sure you're sleeping in like a cave. Like you get blackout curtains, you get your room as dark as possible. Like it's nighttime in your bedroom. Do the best you can. There's even hacks from the the health uh, weirdos out there. All right, we'll just my, my, I might be in that camp yeah. a little bit, but you know, if if you don't have access to the blackout curtains, uh, go get some aluminum foil. All right, not really? to make a hat like the aliens are reading my mind. <laughs> not like that, but to put on your windows, you can just cover up your windows with some aluminum foil. You know, that. so there's different little hacks that you could do to create your little sleep cave, your little sleep mm -hmm. sleep sanctuary. Mm -hmm. This will enable you to produce melatonin, which is a very powerful anti-cancer hormone, very powerful uh, fat-regulating hormone. It's not just for sleep. Mm -hmm. These are important things that this hormone does that you're not producing, you're not secreting if you're not getting uh, a dark cycle. All right, so those two things need to be satisfied. So true deep sleep, that's going to happen at night. Perfect. All right, so again... The nap is, is a nap. You're not getting the same benefit. Now let's talk about these concepts called biphasic and polyphasic sleep. Okay. Biphasic sleep, polyphasic sleep. Biphasic sleep is the practice of sleeping during two periods over 24 hours. So there's two sleep periods. All right. Polyphasic sleep refers to sleeping multiple times throughout the day, usually more than two. What most people are accustomed to in our culture is monophasic, mm -hmm. where you have one sleep segment in the evening. So if we look at evolution-based practice, practices, humans evolved being up during the day mm -hmm. and sleeping during night mm -hmm. because it was just safer to do so. That's how <laughs> we made it this far, all right? There was a time not too long ago when being out in the wilderness in the evening was very dangerous. It's a volatile situation. So this was a time to seek shelter, to be quiet. Your most quiet time, even if you're a whisperer, is when you're actually sleeping, okay? So that you're not getting found out. Right. Because nocturnal creatures, like there are some animals that can see you in the dark mm -hmm. very clearly, but you can't see them, all right? So all of a sudden, you're the prey, okay? We're the top of the food chain, human. Well. <laughs> Get out there rummage, rummaging around in the evening. And so it's just understanding that. How about that? Oh, my goodness. All right. We got to retire that one. We got to retire. We have to, baby so, girl. We need to help, baby girl. So speaking from evolutionary biology, sleeping at night is what we'll have a tendency to do. Now, the biphasic sleep is something that has been noted with indigenous cultures, right? And I don't, this is not true across the board. Please don't believe the hype that humans always, like every culture, uh, every human as we evolved had two sleep phases, all right? That's not proven. What we can see is that there are some subcultures that, that do have that as an aspect. And so what that looks like is they go to sleep for a first sleep during the night, wake up maybe for an hour, then they have their second sleep during the night. That's hmm. the key. Okay. All right, so maybe they sleep for four hours, they're up for maybe 30 minutes or an hour, they sleep for another three hours or whatever the case might be. So I think I'm from that tribe. What that looks like to share is what they might do. And so we're talking, we'll just go back even 2,000 years ago. Okay. All right. We've got fire. <laughs> we don't have iPhones. Mm. All right. So what would you do if you woke up for that first phase? Your first sleep is over. You might grab a snack. You might talk. You might have sex. And then you go back to sleep. All right. I saw those eyebrows pop sense. up. Yeah. Like, well, I eyebrows just... like, it's, it's sounded, it sounded interesting. <laughs> <laughs> was it the snack or the sex? Uh, either way. So that's what you might do in, on the night. throughout our evolution, right? We'd get up and we'd have those options. Yeah. Today, wake up, internet's on your phone, turn on the lights, very different yeah. in how your body responds as well. So we're going to start secreting more daytime hormones as soon as we do those activities. Yeah. So you can't use the argument of I'm going to be biphasic sleeping and you're getting up and getting on your iPhone. Well, no, because Snapchat, sna snack, and sex weren't the 
the option. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Triple S. Today is triple S. <laughs> now, looking at this in a you know more of a meta perspective and being able to zoom out and look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. biphasic sleep could be something that's an option for you. You know, and this if it, some people are concerned that they might wake up during the night, and I want to put to bed your concern because you might there are there can potentially be some underlying reasons why. But there's also some potential um, peace here to understand that there are tracks of cultures who have woken up in the night, up for a little bit, and they go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. The key, though, and this is really important, is that the time you go to bed matters, mm-hmm. and it matters a lot. You need to go to bed early enough so you have time to get a first and second sleep. All right, That is the key. Again, if you're trying to do this, you're going to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, and not you know, so much. yes, that's yeah. that's yeah. not how that's Taking defeating your the sleep purpose. Break, yeah, not cool. A great example of this is Eric Thomas, right? Yeah. Et, who we've had on the show a couple of times, uh, just an amazing individual, good friend, and I truly feel like is one of the most enlightened and empowering humans walking around. Nice. And he accidentally, I was, I did their show recently, the Secrets of Success I loved podcast. That episode. They titled the episode "Death of the Dad Bod." All right, so that check <laughs> check out that that episode if you listen to their show, and definitely check out their show. Um, so, what was so interesting is that I mentioned because his c- kind of claim to fame is that I get up before you mm-hmm. to beat you, mm-hmm. right? I'm not the smartest person, but I'm going to outwork you. Right. I'm up at three o'clock. three o'clock. What time do you get up? You know. He goes to bed early too. Okay. That's the part that people don't really pay attention to. And also this whole no sleep thing or kind of impressing that. He's not saying don't sleep. He's just saying don't sleep too much. Right, right. Because that other aspect that we talked about earlier, boredom, mm-hmm. right? Boredom or uh, this intrinsic stress that we allow to happen instead of taking action. Right. Okay, right. that's what you don't want to sleep on. But as far as your health and your longevity and you being able to crush your goals, you got to get the adequate sleep. So he'd go to bed at eight or nine o'clock. Okay. Right. So, and plus that's an anabolic window there that I talk about in Sleep Smarter, this quote, money time sleep, where we're getting a greater secretion of anabolic hormones. If you're sleeping between 10 a.m. and two, I'm sorry, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. <laughs> in the evening, that block is this anabolic window, very anabolic right. state to be in where you're getting more benefit than sleeping other times. Mm-hmm. I remember so, you said it was like double that yeah. 10 to 12. It can be looked at like yeah, that. You know, yeah. some of the hormonal benefits, uh, enzymatic benefits, mm-hmm. very interesting. Now, we're definitely hardwired to sleep much more during the night than during the day. So that's to be clear when we're talking about the truth about naps. And the function of melatonin tells us that. That's how you know that this is the case. You're not producing melatonin during the day unless you're meeting those two requirements we talked about earlier. We produce melatonin, which optim- which makes your sleep fully optimized, where you're going through all the stages effectively, going in and out of them, getting full recovery when melatonin is produced, and you don't get that during the day. So this tells us, again, we're more hardwired to sleep during the night than during the day. But nap if you need it. Mm-hmm. Nap if you need it. Just follow these basic guidelines that we talked about today and look to ensure that your nighttime sleep is optimized in the first place because that's really the biggest key. And the stigma around napping that we've talked about is getting removed uh, from organizations. So, because quote, nobody wants to get caught sleeping. All right. But a good nap is a good nap. A good nap is a good nap. And again, naps are like supplements. Remember that naps are like supplements. The real food comes during high quality sleep at night. And we don't want to mistake the two. And on that note, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about this other, and this was because of the messages that I've been getting and, you know, out there on the road and and hearing from people, wanting to know about these things. You know, sure. what about as a parent? What yeah. do you do with sleep when it comes to like having a family, especially when you have a new baby, mm-hmm. right? How do you manage that? How can we actually stay healthy, get adequate sleep as best we can in that situation? So that's what we're going to talk about now. So I've been there first and foremost. We have to establish that <laughs> fact. I have three children. I've done this multiple times now. All right. So I know I no, 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 no. what is like when you are adjusting to a new human showing up yeah, on the planet right. and you are fully responsible yeah. for their well-being. And they're completely at a loss about what they're here for and what's going on. Right. And, <laughs> you know, there's a saying in culture, sleep like a baby. Yeah. Right. Sleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, well, they must not have babies then. <laughs> well, let me 
clarify what that actually means. When babies sleep, they sleep. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about paying a phone bill or they're not thinking about I got to get up and get to work. That's what sleeping like a baby means. That means peaceful, restful, letting go, unclutching. That's what sleeping like a baby means. We can all achieve that and we can admire our children for being able to do this. Now, we have to understand this is the fundamental principle guiding this whole thing with sleep tips for parents. When you have a a new child, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll just say, you know, your baby's a a few weeks old, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple months old. Um, Your child wants to sleep, too. They actually want to sleep, but we're hardwired to believe that they're against us. <laughs> they don't care <laughs> about right. our needs. Why? The child wants to sleep and they just want their conditions met so that they can get the sleep that they really want to have too. Right. So we have to have that as a fundamental underlying understanding. Now, there's a whole lot of different variances that this can look like as far as the strategies, uh, which we don't. This is not the place to cover this, but there's, you know, co-sleeping. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, the self, self-soothing self methodology, uh, parents' response, you know, just basically, you know, your kid's in the other room, you get up when they cry kind of thing. There's lots of different modalities, and we're not here to debate those. So it's understanding what is what feels right to you. If you want to co-sleep and just be able to have your child there, easy access, you know, to, to feedings, you know, if you're breastfeeding, that kind of thing, or if they're just even sitting in the bassinet next to you, Whatever that structure looks like, or you know, if your child is sleeping in another room close to you, or they got the, the sleep monitor, whatever it might be, that is most important. You have to decide what works best for you. So after that's established, we're moving on to what really, at the end of the day, what we want to look towards. Okay. It just depends on when this is going to happen. If you're doing co-sleeping, this isn't going to happen as soon. Mm-hmm. All right. But we want to first and foremost, we have to create a neural association for our child, okay. a pattern. Yes. Their brains are looking for patterns. Mm-hmm. It's hardwired to do so. Our brains are doing the same thing even with our, we're just big adult babies. Right. Our brains are always looking to automate behaviors. So we want to create a, a structure. We want to create a strong neuro, neuro association for sleep. So there is a critical need for an actual bedtime ritual. As soon as you can start to employ that with your, with your child, no matter what, that's, this is the key though. Mm. No matter what, usually it's us who are not creating the ritual That's true. for our kids yeah. because our stuff is crazy. Yeah, right, yeah. All right, so again, understanding the foundational thing, the child wants to sleep too, yeah. and we have to make sure their needs are met. Now, last little caveat before we get into these strategies. The first couple of weeks when a child is born, I mean, you can kind of forget about getting eight hours of sleep. This is not going to work that way, mm. all right? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> but your child, again, is seeking already to establish a pattern. And you find over the days and weeks that they're sleeping for longer periods at a time. That's a time for what tends to happen, especially, you know, even in the evening, you put the baby down. Okay, I got right. some time. Me time. Right. I you need to sleep shower. time. <laughs> sleep when the baby sleeps, generally. Yeah. You know, of course, you still have to, you know, handle stuff with life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But generally, you want to sleep when the baby sleeps, especially at night when it's not your, your work time. This is your Netflix time, all right? Sleep when the baby sleeps. Are you got to establish that piece. <laughs> now, so my story, I just want to share this. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, people say like my baby's a good sleeper mm-hmm. or my baby's not a good sleeper, right? I've seen both. And I realized that it was me influencing that more than I recognized. Like my sleep pattern was all over the place. I didn't know these things when I was dealing with what I called a baby that's not a good sleeper. Mm-hmm. For my son, my youngest son coming into the world, I already knew. I was like, bro, we, we're doing this, yeah. all right? And so after the first six weeks, he was sleeping through the night. That's nice. All right, eight to yeah. 10 to sometimes 11 or 12 hours sometimes. Yeah. It's like, how is that even possible? Isn't he hungry, yeah. right? Doesn't he need to eat? This boy, he's the biggest kid in his class, See? all right? He's like some kind of little monster, <laughs> right? Little giant monster, beautiful monster. Right, right. And um, he is incredibly healthy and robust. And even then, you know, he was growing well. So what we did was I came into it and we created the neuro association. You know, he'd get the wash up, then we would read, mm-hmm. you know? So this is even when he's very, very little, just Absolutely. even sitting there on my lap, Absolutely. you know? And it just got much stronger, of course, as he became a few months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played as very specific music yeah. every single night, yeah. put this music on. And he got his biggest feeding. Mm. Like my wife would, she would keep a little bit, you know, for the feeding prior. Like, okay, that's good enough, little guy. 
and be a little bit hungrier. And he went to town. Like right, he right. ate a lot right before that. So he's nice and full, mm. nice full belly, nice and warm. And, you know, that's what we saw. That Perfect. That is my experience. Yeah. And I remember being, we went to get a movie. And this was when we go to get movies still. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but right. still it's like, <laughs> so we're at, we're at the checkout. We're getting a movie. And, you know, we're holding him in his little car seat thing. You know, I'm holding him. And a couple came over. He's like, oh, he's so cute. Oh, my God. But you guys aren't sleeping still, are you? And this is, he's probably six months old at this oh, point. Yeah. Or maybe eight months. I think it was eight months yeah. old. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, you have no idea who you're talking to. Right. <laughs> because of coming into this, knowing that my child wants to sleep and we have to establish this neuroassociation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the key. It was hard sometimes when you're tired mm-hmm. to go through with the ritual. Oh, yeah. You know, you just kind of want to just put the baby to bed and just get away, <laughs> right? Yes. But you have to stick to the ritual. It's mm-hmm. us. We have to stick to the ritual. And with that said, in parentheses, kids, again, they're still going to throw curveballs. It's not going to be perfect. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, and, and some people listen are like, my kid still did this or that. Right, right. This is still going to be individually based. Mm-hmm. We've got to find those mm-hmm. things and stay true to that. Make Make it more of a priority because what we tend to do is we're just so tired that we just mm-hmm. like for, forfeit it. Like, I'll just get a couple of hours of sleep, right. you know, even when the baby's a year old right. and he's doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, we so have it to, takes it also takes getting to know that baby. So maybe yes. three of the five things worked. Um, and then you're thinking, well, these two things didn't work. It may be something entirely different altogether yes. than what you thought of. Yes. And babies have a real good way of letting you know, no, that's not it. Yes. You know, yeah. and even one of ours, it was they wanted to ride in the car. Mm-hmm. So we had to take a, a trip around the block. And by the time we got back to the house that, that we were done, but it took some time figuring out that it wasn't what we had done with the, with the kid before or what we had expected to just yeah. be a simple bath and song and, and rub down, which worked for a couple of them. Yeah. But it's just really, like you said, on an individual basis per kid mm-hmm. in your house. We got to try the thing and then be consistent with it. Yes. That's the key. Yes. Because what we do as adults is we tend to find something that right. works and we stop doing it. Right. And we keep doing the thing that doesn't work and wondering what's wrong. Right. You know, why <laughs> Why aren't happy, you right. submitting to this <laughs> exactly. music this I'm playing? You know, Sean said, right. you know, he's a sleep expert, right? I don't like He said, play Joey. this music. Exactly. Right. Right. You know, when in actuality. He likes Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. I thought you said Molly at first. No, no. I'm like, Cyrus? <laughs> Have you seen? Well, maybe her old, it maybe the be. Disney Channel and stuff. You never know. I don't know. If that's what, Anyways, the, if that's what the baby needs. So <laughs> you have to own it. You have to drop the preconceived notions about our kids wrecking our sleep. Even if you're getting a strong five hours of sleep, that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. We want to repeat the practices. Even when it doesn't turn out being five hours, maybe it's three and a half the next night or four. Repeat the practices that got you that five. Sure, sure. Stick to it, okay, right? Okay. And also, again, understand foundational understanding. Your kid wants to sleep too. They just want the that. conditions to do so. Where now, were you 13 years evening ago? Evening routines that enhance sleep, accelerate fat loss, and supercharge your brain. That's episode 216 for all of us. We all need to go back and listen to that episode. There are some powerful strategies there mm-hmm. to optimize your sleep. And also, you can pull some of these things in for your kids as well. But really quick in closing, there are some components here. Uh, Jade mentioned getting out and driving the car. Flashback, you know, 200 years ago, might have got out and dro- dro- drove around or rode around in the buggy, mm-hmm. right? The horse and carriage, yep. maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, horse there's stroller. been there's yeah. been random things humans have done, I'm sure, <laughs> to try to figure out how to get their baby to go to oh sleep. But some basic components: a bath or wash up. Yep. Pajamas, putting on pajamas, mm-hmm. neuroassociation, right? Neuroassociation, brushing their teeth, reading. Music. These are just some basic things, some things you can pull and employ, but there are, you know, dozens of other things that can be put into the mix here. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're talking about a smaller child, a feeding Mm -hmm. as well would be there close to bedtime. But it'd be good for both of you, actually. You know, maybe the baby likes you being fresh before bed and being in different clothing and, and, and energy and mood. So you've got a routine that you and the baby and the, the young child are going through, yeah, and that may set the tone. You could be uh, administering, like you said, giving the routine to the child but not incorporating yourself, and that may be a missing right. piece. You need to change your clothes. <laughs> you got on your work clothes from right. yesterday, That's all right? right. <laughs> and your baby in the baby's head calling you stinky mommy, right? right. You're stinky mommy. 
our stinky daddy. Yeah. You know, we have to, again, that self-care is important yeah. because that gives us the energy mm-hmm. to be able to employ these things in the first place. It's so much more difficult to do these things and to be patient, to be attentive oh, yeah. when you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And a big hug and love to all the parents out there who've uh, been through this experience or who are going through it right now or who are about to go through it because we're all in, we're still a human family. We're all in this together yeah. and everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a strategy, there's something there, there's a lesson to be learned. It's a gift. This is a great gift and trying to figure this stuff out with our little babies and helping mm-hmm. to raise strong, healthy individuals. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. We talked about sure. paying off sleep debt, <laughs> the truth about naps and sleep tips for parents. Now, if you know anybody that this could be helpful for, make sure to share this out on social media. Share this on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. You can shoot them an email with the link to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something really valuable for a lot of people. And the the truth is, in our society right now, this information isn't very well known, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. especially when it comes to subject like napping. Exactly. You know, and I saw that when I got out there and was able to talk with people. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to provide you with a really That's definitive, fantastic. powerful guide to help you to make some more intelligent decisions and to utilize this stuff for your benefit. So thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I appreciate you immensely. We've got some incredible guests and incredible show topics coming up very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.